Welcome to another episode of the Cheese Wright Studios building with Ginny and Avital. Um, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I think we're going to talk about the haunted Cheese Wright Studios building. We're going to talk about ghosts. That building is loaded with ghosts. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, have you seen any ghosts there? Well, I did. I actually did see a ghost, and I'm super skeptical. I, when people talk about ghosts, I roll my eyes. I think, oh, they must, you know, must be some trick of the light. Or, I mean, you couldn't, you almost couldn't find a person more skeptical about a physical thing you can see that's a ghost. You know, I'm skeptical, but the building has always been rumored to be haunted, and my first ghost experience in the building was um, uh, I heard ghost. I had uh, moved into the building, I was already working downstairs and it was late at night like after 2 a.m. and I heard banging downstairs in the grand room mm -hmm. like they were moving furniture out and I was like what the hell it was loud you know bang 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 and furniture and moving so I stood up and the banging stopped hmm. instantly. And so I said, oh, wow, oh, wow, this must be, you know, some of the ghosts I'd heard mm. about in the building. Mm. But at that point, I had been given keys to the restaurant because I was opening up in the morning. I said, well, just in case, you know, there's a, some thief down there, I should go down and check it out. So I went down, and the way I go in is through the VIP room into the office. So I opened the door of the VIP room. I walk through it, I open the door to the office, and there's a door from the office that leads to the kitchen, which is the rest of the restaurant, and that door was shaking, like there was a heavy wind behind that door. That door was being shaken off the hinges. Whoa. It was like, <laughs> and there is no wind source in front of that door. That door is in front of a of you know a storage area with no door with no window with right. no wind tunnel yeah, there's I don't no know. windows on the other side there's that can no be open yeah nothing nothing and that door was shaking like it was almost literally bending in Whoa. and I was like wow <laughs> so, so I immediately turned around and went back upstairs you didn't go no, through the there's door. no way no, I was no, gonna no. open that door I was terrified yeah because it was shaking so bad that it was I could see it almost pushing in Whoa. yeah yeah what do you what what do you what do you think it was like well then um, soon after that experience I had a dream a very powerful dream about the tunnel mm. we have a tunnel in our building which have we talked mm. about the tunnel no no yet? we we're saving that we're saving okay. that for last but sure go ahead bring it up let's talk a little bit about the tunnel because well, i think yeah i think a lot of the ghosts are connected to that tunnel we have a tunnel in our building connecting us with caltech that was dug in the early 30s uh, for albert einstein himself to have a secret lab in our basement we have a huge basement that spans the breadth of the whole building and um, there is a tunnel that they dug when it became a military building connected with the Navy between our building and Caltech to have a secret uh, lab in the basement. Mm -hmm. And I've been unable to see the basement 
um, personally. I could but probably I saw, get you down there yeah, now. Yeah, that would be cool. Because I noticed they're leaving the door, one of the doors open more because they're storing some gardening tools down there. Oh, cool. So I, no I actually idea. snuck down the other night when I saw it open. Whenever I see it open, I sneak down because it's just, I'm so curious about yeah. that basement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a whole there's a whole basement underneath. There is that tunnel, and that tunnel is quite long. It's yeah, over a mile. And and so you so you had some kind of experience. I had a dream shortly after a that dream. experience that I w I heard in the tunnel coming from way way back deep in the tunnel like a like a cadence of uh, soldiers, oh. like an army, an like old marching? army. They were marching and they were chanting. What were they chanting? They, it was some kind of chant, like over and over again. No discernible uh, words. No words. It's more like wow. a singing. That and this is beautiful. nothing I never knew about. I never heard about. But later I looked it up, and I guess armies did do cadence chanting. Wow. And I personally had never seen that in a movie. There's no way I could have known about it because mm -hmm. I'd never heard of the phenomena until my dream. But I heard it. And it went on for a long time, and it kept coming closer. And it was a big army, and I heard them marching through that tunnel with the cadence going louder and louder and louder and louder. And then you woke up? No, I didn't wake up yet. They came out of the tunnel, which would lead them, this army, um, dressed in very ancient uniforms. They went through the kitchen and through the front and through the restaurant, across the front court, out on the street, in a file, still doing the cadence, and then they started to go up and in the air. The whole army, yeah, like in in a, in a file, up Whoa. into the air, into the trees, yeah. That was one of the most intense dreams I've ever had. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. like you didn't wake yourself up as well, they were nearing. Well, I finally did when they were when when there was enough of them had filed out, but I was able to see the whole hear the procession in the tunnel watch them come out, watch them file through the restaurant and down the hall, out the door and up into the trees. Wow. And that was a dream right after I'd, see, I'd heard, seen that the door, door shaking and the banging in the grand room. Wow. So that was a pretty uh, ghost-like experience that yeah. I had. I, I don't, I have <laughs> no ghost experiences. I don't, I believe in other people's experiences, mm -hmm. but I have never experienced anything yeah um, I hadn't either so I hadn't either and then I saw another ghost one night I got up um, someone was locked out who works at the restaurant and they had texted me to let them in because they wanted to come in it was the son of the owners he wanted to bring his friends in so I went down to open I was heading down the hall to open the front door and I saw a ghost I saw a man walking in the hall toward me and he saw me and what he did is he turned around and he blended right into the wall. And I was like looking at him and my mind was saying, I saw you, you can't <laughs> hide from me. Because he was freezing then half blended into the wall. And I was like, I saw you, I did see you. So. Was it cheese right? <laughs> it could have been, I don't know. It could have been him, could have been one of his drafts people back on the second floor. Yeah, probably not cheese right because <laughs> he didn't die he died at the bungalow, not there. Well, I, there is a woman there, speaking of other people who've seen ghosts, because I've had 
heard countless stories of people talking to me about having seen ghosts in the building. And she was one of them. She was a, we had a wine and paint for a while with Linda, (laughs) a painter. And she said Cheese Wright's ghost was there and that she had seen him and she had seen him in what he was wearing and she had seen him there a few times. So I think if he was going to go anywhere, he'd be there. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I, if I was him, I would be so proud of that building, and yeah, I would want right. to kind of hang out there. I wouldn't want to be at the Doheny one because of no. you know the awfulness that happened there. Well, the poor guy too. I mean, I I always am reminded I've been in that building a lot longer than he was. I Is mean, that the depression right? came so fast. Whoa, that's such it a was trip. founded in 1927. It really wasn't finished till 29, same year the depression hit. That Star News article that I found on the microfilm that gave us so much information, Mm -hmm. that was February of 1929. Mm -hmm. The October 29 is when all the depression hit. That's when like the market crashed and all of that. Yeah. So this dream, this huge dream, this super ambitious project, this beautiful project, you know, with years in the planning and it all came crashing down very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even really um, get to enjoy that, that no. creation. No, he really didn't. Yeah, so maybe he's still hanging out because he's <laughs> like, at least this way I get to enjoy <laughs> yeah. this masterpiece. Yeah, and it would, you know, they say ghosts kind of linger where there's something unresolved, or at least that's the impression I've always gotten of ghosts. Mm-hmm. And certainly he had unresolved issues just the pain of having lost his life's work. You True. Know. <laughs> so what, so you, you, I know that uh, you, through your meeting people at the studio's building, as well as people through the Madeline Cafe, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, you hear other yeah. people's stories. Yeah, because um, there's people, t- I had, rec- I think I mentioned it on our last episode, a man came in for a birthday party there and he said he had been there when there was the previous owners there was a club there and he was in the men's room and outside he heard children crying and running oh, God. and then after that a, one of the cooks told me a pastry chef who has been there since the beginning they were in the restaurant this is when their apartments upstairs weren't done and it was completely vacant up there completely vacant and they would hear footsteps a lot upstairs he saw a man ghost and a woman ghost when he was there alone walking down the hall and he heard children running and crying upstairs so when you think about that you think about if it's possibly connected to that nuclear history mm-hmm. with the soldiers kind yeah. of using those apartments as barracks ascent or like little little apartments for their families i guess or well no the soldiers didn't really use it for that it was a manhattan project development building for 15 years and um i think since the early 30s which was early which was very early they was heavily heavily involved in that arms race Mm -hmm. so um yeah and that's sort of like the the crux that's the crux of sort of the story Mm -hmm. and what what we've been kind of hinting at all these episodes is that this building became a Manhattan Project building. It's the birthplace of the bomb. Where where Mm -hmm. scientists, exactly, scientists Mm -hmm. were working. Mm -hmm. And this is the information that when 
um, I first met you just blew my mind. Yeah. Because how do you not, how do we not as a city of LA, <laughs> as a city of Pasadena, like how is this not common It's so, knowledge? They were, they're so avid to hide that history and that's what happened to, to Cheese Right. They literally wiped the man's existence off the books they, and they went far. They went into the computer, they went into you know everything except the microfilm and just erased it they were that tunnel is still not in you know i think the documents were either burned or shredded they don't want to talk about it about that building's importance. my only concern is like yeah and that makes sense to me but why would they erase the person that built like it had nothing to do it was such an important building, and what they were doing there was intelligence. It was, um, I met a guy at the mm. Chamber of Commerce. When I first started working in the restaurant, um, they were sending me to these Chamber of Commerce breakfasts to try to, you know, drum up business. And, and this guy told me immediately, he said, my aunt was recruited to run the OSS in that building. Whoa. I'm like, what? The OSS? You remember? That's pre-CIA. Mm -hmm. That's a pre-public knowledge. That's public money being used without authorization of Congress. It was a big, 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 important military intelligence building. And they're just, the reason I think, I'm sure it was a strategy to, uh, take Cheese Right out of the picture because if he was known about, if anyone wanted to know about him, if anyone wanted to know about his building, they'd start poking around that it building. It would lead to that. And they didn't want that to happen mm -hmm. because um, I think I've mentioned they, they not only took over his offices, they took over his workshops. Mm -hmm. um, and he had a state-of-the-art wrought iron shop. He had a state-of-the-art wood shop. And he probably had all the latest tools you could possibly have. And they used that and for they used them research to build, purposes. No, know. they built bomb parts. Yeah. I'm yeah. calling it research. I'm not like <laughs> euphemizing it. You're like, no, they're building bombs. Stop <laughs> yeah. saying anything else. Well, you know, and it's a residential neighborhood. So right. that's a bit that's you know, that's not exactly some a place you'd want to be targeted. Yeah, it's not um, like New Mexico yeah. desert yeah. kind of a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, it was just a huge important for the military um, ambitious project. It involved a lot of secrecy. Um, and someone was reminding me that Manhattan Project, remember it was, they were broken, those, those uh, Rosencrantz, what was it, Ethel and um, the Rosencrantz, yeah. they, were, they were killed. Yeah. But for um, giving away Manhattan Project secrets right. to the Russians. Right. So there was, they were very, very afraid of spies, mm -hmm. and, you know. <laughs> sure. And, right. Um, that tunnel, no, I mean, I, I yeah. can definitely understand the motivation, but it's like, it's the year 20, you know, 20 essentially. Yeah. Can we release some of that information now? Apparently the answer is no, because you and I have been searching and we're yeah, not. Yeah, no, they don't want to release it. They don't want to talk about it. I wonder if Einstein, you know, he has—he was such a uh, very powerful anti-nuclear advocate. Um, his ghost, by the way, is rumored to be there too. So we have famous ghosts. Has famous anybody ghosts. that you've talked to seen or Somebody, thought they'd yeah, seen? Yeah, one guy said they did see Einstein there out Who? in the atrium. As this was the thing with the building is, especially when I was first starting there. Um, it, it always had been cloaked in secrecy, but there were people that had through word of mouth, passed down rumors about what happened in that building. And they would just kind of be drawn there to talk about what they'd heard or seen, because there was no place else to talk about it. 
you know there was no mm -hmm. no no place else and they just had this they, they wanted to you know release their conscience or whatever release what they had heard so one of those people you don't remember who <laughs> said that they had seen him on that atrium was it a resident no or? it was just some guy who turned up one day the the residents apparently their owner before our owner was Japanese owners and they ran a youth hostel upstairs yeah. for Japanese tourists, which is ironic with the bomb development of Japanese. Sure. And I recently learned, because I was looking up tenants who were there when they were there asking ghost stories, and um, they said the owners lived in the basement, which was so strange to me as a choice. Totally. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, the husband died. The wife is still alive somewhere, but I would very much like to talk to her if she mm -hmm. saw some ghosts being in that basement too. No way she didn't, right? <laughs> Unless it, she's yeah. like me and just like doesn't <laughs> recognize yeah. is well, not. It turned, it was part, again, another tragedy. Her husband and son died in that building. Her husband was, tw her son was 26, living upstairs. He died. What happened? He had a diabetic know? reaction Ooh. and no one, you know, so he did, was lived alone and just no one came to his rescue. And, um, and her, her husband. husband. Yeah, and her husband. So you just always have this looming, you know. That kind of death and <laughs> yeah. uh, very dark. Yeah, but I would very much like to talk to her about them living in that basement because that's Maybe pretty intense. Maybe we can intense. try I would like her. to try, yeah, find her. And there is a part of that basement. Uh, you know, I've been down there poking around. Everyone always says, oh, is there a lab down there? No, of course, that was many years torn down. But there is part of it that has, the whole building has beam construction, like you see in the ground room, with those beautiful wood beams. Mm -hmm. um, so does the basement. The building's built like that. And there's one part of the basement that has sandbags. Mm -hmm. All in that scene, I said, oh, there's the lab, there's the secret lab. I saw you showed me a picture of that. Very <laughs> you know, it was always so interesting to me. The minute I heard this history, I was like, he was like, oh, you know, so interesting. Wow, wow, wow. other people aren't like that. They're like, oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, but I'm like, I see, I see that basement door open. I run down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where's the lab? I just have this curiosity. Yeah. And I think there's just different types of people. Some people have this intense curiosity and others just filter everything through their own experience, you True. know. But I would think, you know, to me, I'm like, wow. But I feel like in this, particularly in this in, in our area, there's a lot of hidden stories. There's a lot of hidden history that either gets buried, yeah. like in this case, or that it got, got forgotten, or whatever it is, that it's like, this place is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell people if I was a fiction writer, I couldn't make it up. Right? Like, the that's truth a, is that's way stranger than fiction. Story. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so other people have seen ghosts too. Um, we had just recently we had a cook um, and another cook who's still with us and they were moving something into the backstage garden and a man walked across the stage they said a tall man in a trench coat and the cook that had seen the man walking down the hall earlier said he was in a trench coat so there's a go there's another sighting of a ghost and his this one cook's daughter came in one day you know see where her dad worked and um, she, he said when she left, she told him the whole time she was in the restaurant, she heard over the soundtrack a crying, crying. Kids? Yeah. Or? 
Well, just a crying. Didn't know crying. what. Yeah, and um, you know, she. I asked her. I said, "Is she super sensitive?" He said, "Yeah, she's always been very sensitive." And it's same way. Every now and then, a customer will come in, and they'll and they'll they'll look up in the air, and they'll they'll say, "I feel something here. I feel something here." And I'll ask them. I say, "Are you always sensitive?" You know, to phenomenon, they'll say, "Yeah." Mm -hmm. So um, people that are tuned in to that kind of paranormal, they feel it. They like automatically. I remember yeah. when mm -hmm. Tina and I went mm -hmm. in there and I think we weren't yet chatting with you, but um, another of the wait staff and, um, you know, she's like, is this place haunted? Mm -hmm. You know, and she's always very attuned. Right. I mean, she walks into whatever and she'll get, you know, yeah. her, her feeling or, or yeah. whatever. But yeah, she was immediately like, yeah. And she was the one that had tried, and, and somehow maybe we could still pull it off, who knows, but tried to get ghost hunters or ghost adventures, ghost adventures yeah. to try and like Come do on, an guys, I know. I reached that late. I said, you're missing an opportunity of a lifetime. Right. But you know, one thing, it'd be neat to have someone like Tina, since I, I know we can contact her to come. I've always been curious about walking those halls late at night she would love because that, that was when i saw the ghost mm -hmm. was late at night and i don't every, every once in a while if i come in late that's when it really starts to feel kind of creepy up there even as you as walk you up know, the stairs and well, like those the hall. halls the, the place right. is cavernous right. as you know and and the ownership for some reason painted it that navy battle gray <laughs> and you know it really does you you don't know what's around the corner and um yeah you know it'd be interesting definitely well she would love to and that's where they that heard sure. when they were because madeline garden came in the building was sold in 2012 by that to a current we're not the madeline garden's not the owner there's another owner of the building oh. but um they the the top floors were empty initially for a couple years with nothing mm. going on until the landlords put the apartment in and they were downstairs you know renovating and getting ready and they said all the time we heard footsteps up there and people dragging things and banging just like I heard in that grand room mm -hmm. and um, the cook who's still there our pastry chef said that's what ghosts do is they they bang things around so. so can we talk just a little bit, can you tell me to the best of your knowledge, the evolution of the upstairs units? Well, I guess um, I had heard recently that the Japanese owners had wanted to put apartments up there, but they were somehow blocked by, you know, the problem with the permits and all. But mm -hmm. the latest owners, they got the permits pushed through and they subdivided. There was always a lot of offices up there and showrooms, which you just died. There's got to be pictures of, again, more research, you know, of those beautiful showrooms. Mm -hmm. But they subdivided, and um, now there's 30 apartments upstairs. So so initially, of course, as we've discussed, Cheese Wright set it up as 
showrooms plus his offices yeah it was um, always cavernous up there the building's always much bigger than people realize from the mm -hmm. street it's uh, so that's the part it's much wider it's much deeper that's the part they that blew my mind the size of that thing yeah the facade is and that's deceiving why I tell people you know they're all well everyone's always talking about the gamble house which is wonderful i've been yeah. there awesome gamble house the cheese right building studios building is three times as large and it's a more ambitious project. Yeah, it's all, it's a more ambitious it's got project. All sorts of things, and <laughs> yeah, it's not just a house. Yeah, and no one talks about it. You know, in a city that loves architecture, that's known, you know, as one of the only arts and crafts centers of the world. Right. <laughs> so that's what I mean. You know, this it's just it's, it's just, hidden, and it's, it's a hidden it's treasure. For, but it's hidden for the the point. I think that you're trying to make is that it's hidden purposefully oh yeah and that's that military again and this this guy came in one day a few times you know um, and said it did remind him of the buildings the Nazis would take over to you know in the German I guess you know there's always been this kind of attraction of beautiful buildings to kind of you know militaristic you know and I'm not saying the Navy was Nazis but just you know it was it was beautiful it was technically it was yeah. technically the state-of-the-art I told you it had the first phone lines in town right. it had that state-of-the-art workshop and they're just it had a loading dock they're just like gold mine and it was the depression they probably got it for nothing they were right. So, <laughs> so at least they yeah. save tax dollars, but, I guess. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, yeah, again, it's just wiping the cheese right off the books was, yeah. And the thoroughness of that, you know, it's been, it was just that minute I saw his face on that microfilm article I found was like, he's come back, mm -hmm. you know. And I have, I don't know, I don't know if it's a ghost, but one day there was like this light like streaming in the tea room windows. And it was almost like I could hear Cheese Wright saying, "Thank you for you know remembering my building mm. and bringing it back." That's it so was, cool. It was a beautiful, beautiful project he had going there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I tell people that craftsmanship alone is just you know astounding. So that what mural, else? That visionary right, mural. Right, of course. <laughs> so what else? What else in terms of um, are there any other ghost stories, or is it just like a lot of you know, little little tidbit stories here yeah, and there. Yeah, it's a lot of tidbit stories here and there. You know, um, I would I'm always poking around to hear more, and I always, you know, ask and if anyone tells me, oh, they were in the building from any length of time. Mm -hmm. You know, to, if they heard ghosts mm -hmm. and if they saw ghosts, and what was that experience? It does feel very cavernous. That would be a it's definite huge. word that I would use to describe <laughs> yeah, it. Upstairs especially. Just yeah. It goes because the whole building, that atrium is the center of the building. So the whole building gravitates around that atrium. And it's it is so it, the word cavernous because it's circular. You just yeah. Walking, walking round well, plus and round. because you had mentioned <laughs> that the not only are there arches sort of everywhere, mm -hmm. but also you had mentioned that the walls are they have space in them yeah and hollow. so there's there's a lot of um mm -hmm. there's a lot of air mm -hmm. it, it does feel cave-like it yeah, really does yeah. even upstairs of course mm -hmm. uh once you get over to the kitchen area and all of that that's a different vibe mm -hmm. but i as a person that has not had one ghost like or ghost experience it also doesn't surprise me right. that there are so many right because right. like 
there's just so many areas that are just creepy yeah, and yeah, hollow. Yeah, yeah And you can exactly. almost hear like that, and you know, like... That's kind of like that ghost I saw. It's like you could just go into that hollow wall, you know, because you're right, all the walls are hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I would love to... <laughs> yeah. I would love to kind of have that, uh, you know, sensitivity, but I, mm-hmm. I don't. So I love hearing these stories. Are there any other ghost stories that you wanted to share? Um, I think I've, you know, I've, I think maybe we might want to think about another episode as I get more information. Absolutely. Because I do, like I said, I keep hearing things, hearing yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, the whole um, history of the building is very much a word of mouth project. Mm-hmm. And and then there's things like, you know, okay, that guy at the chamber says his aunt ran the OSS there. So then at one point we had a chamber luncheon or meet and greet there, but he didn't come. Uh. So what happens a lot is like people will tell me something and then they're like, oh my God, I'm not sure I want my relative or whatever implicated. Mm. They get scared and they like, like Dylan who helped save that mural had talked about that pineapple club. And I'm like, pineapple club? There was apparently some pineapple club and they even had a summer camp in Pasadena that made decisions outside of Washington. It was a political, very powerful political group in Pasadena that, you know, was tied up with the building somehow. And, um, but then, so I started asking him, oh, tell me more about that Pineapple Club. And all of a sudden he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Because then it's like, oh, I might make my grandfather look bad or, you know, so. Yeah, but you know what? (laughs) It's like, that needs to stop. Yeah, because... I think, you know, the building was such an important building, and as we know, we know, we, the only reason we know it's so important is because of how avid they are to hide the history. Right. You know, like I told you how even the admiral couldn't get information on Einstein. The admiral himself, the guy who'd been admiral there from 70 to 83. So they are so anxious to hide this history, it, it makes you know that, it's, that it was really important and really secretive. And And what (laughs) is so sort of frustrating is Mm -hmm. that they have those placards. They have those like gold-plated signs and that then denote, you look it up. Yeah. yeah, that denote the year and how yeah, US sort of Naval proud they are Bureau. that they had the military in this building. And then, and then, then there's look, nothing. You look it up online, you don't see that sentence anywhere except in an appendix of a Google book. Right. You don't see anything. And they're, so, you know, the internet, that's another, you know. Yeah, it's a pitfall of misinformation for yeah, sure. And it, it's, it's, they can actually scrape it, you know, if, there's something they don't want no right and, and that's how you know, know that's how you know that it's <laughs> yeah. hidden because mm-hmm. everything is available online yeah and that is not yeah but yeah. the signs are there they're yeah they are they're friggin screwed to the mm-hmm. to the walls mm-hmm. like twice right right so yeah i mean um, it doesn't jive yeah i know it's a lot of mystery there and, and i think I'm that's sure yeah. that there are so many military families that were involved in that building oh yeah now it's their kids and their grandkids and they're just not talking yeah they don't want to talk about it maybe they weren't even told about that well that's yeah there was a guy one day came and he said i really would like to take because i was i do a tea and tour of the building 
said, I'd like to take your tour. My dad <gasps> worked in this building. I know, TNT. Cute, cute, cute. My, he said, my dad worked in this building. I'd like to know. I said, oh, how interesting. Your dad worked in this building. And then he was another one that just vanished. Because all of a sudden he thought, wow, that's my dad. And I don't really want, you know, my dad to look bad or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hoping that, I mean, I, I'm fascinated <laughs> by that so much. And of course, of course, of course you are. But I'm hoping that one of the potential results of this podcast would be to get people that know about the building that have a history with the building to come out and be like yeah you know we did and my dad or my mom or my aunt or whatever you know had this story here and that story there Um, and then we can kind of coalesce yeah and get a real understanding of what went on there because this is a huge part of american history it is. not just pasadena no. not even just la county or california it's, a, it's american and that's why when dylan said about they made military decisions outside of washington i'm like that just made total sense because if they're like you know building bomb you know parts of the atom bomb there and einstein in the basement that was you know a center when did you first hear about the the well, military when, occupation. Well, of the I w- when I was there early, there was a cook there who took me down to the. At that time, we had total access to the basement. We were storing like onions and potatoes down there. So he took me down there, and he sh- there was just a very cheap piece of drywall over the tunnel, and he knocked on it to show me it was hollow. Oh and um, you know, it was right by the boiler there, and I actually, you know, I was, I was like, oh, this building's so interesting, Pasadena. That's kind of how I am. If I find something interesting, I'm like, oh, we've got to let people know about this. So I posted on a Facebook group about, you know, the, oh, the Cheeseheart Building's super interesting, people, and um, you know, there was a couple people said, oh, that Einstein tunnel's a myth. That's a myth. Mm-hmm. That's a myth. I said, no, it's not. But so. I took the, me and the cook went down there one day and we just pretty easily pulled off that drywall to see the tunnel, to know it was there, because there were people saying, oh, that Einstein tunnel's a myth. And then I was like, no, it's not a myth. <laughs> it's there, and I saw it. Oh, <laughs> because my the God, previous, you saw I it. saw it, because the previous owner, there was another restaurant there, and this guy, Claude Beltran, is a pretty famous chef in Pasadena, he used to keep his office down in the basement. And if somebody spent two hundred dollars or more for dinner, he would invite them down to look at the tunnel. So wow. that's why so it was so easy to remove. Mm-hmm. You know, he would just you know peel it off and be like, "Here you go." And yeah. this woman came in one day with her son. You know, they're all dressed up. He's in a suit. She goes, "I would like to see the tunnel." I'm so I'm sorry, we can't do that anymore. They locked it up. The minute the landlords, I, you know, I guess I you know I talked with the landlord because I was the first tenant to move in, and we were pretty friendly, his wife. Um, she runs as the manager of the building. And so I must have mentioned to her about the tunnel and all. They got paranoid. They said, oh, the military doesn't want us, you know, to be involved. The military might get angry at us. They put a second drywall in front of that tunnel. Mm. So you can't even get, get to it anymore. And mm. I was so mad at them for doing that because... First of all, you know, people are going to want access to that tunnel, especially as the history spreads. And it's a, and ma- it's a part, it's it belongs, amazing. it belongs, what, what the truth is, yeah. is that it actually belongs to us, yeah. which is the people, because yeah. we pay for it, 
or generations before us rather right. paid for it with their tax dollars so they it's did public it's public land and it's passed you know the time there's like what is it a 40 minute 40 year limit and then records go public right whatever that it's is past those that time and the record should be public and yeah it's history that's what i say about the mural and that's what i say about the tunnel and the building it's history and history is a you know collective communal thing yeah that belongs to the people it's enti- exactly we're yeah. entitled to it yeah and you know <laughs> so i mean i think that we can probably since we're getting into the nitty gritty of what you know really this this fascinating component of the show well there's 50 years that military was there and that's, that's such a long amazing. time and god you know. knows what I know. they were doing there I know. for 50 years i know so let's leave it at that mm-hmm. let's let's close this episode okay. out a uh, <laughs> little ghost adventure episode that that morphed into a, a huge um it's it's really the crux like what what we really want to talk about what have been we've been hinting at throughout the previous episodes and what we will 100% talk about in the next Mm -hmm. and final episodes Mm -hmm. and of course if you get more ghost stories which you will we, we, we could bring them up well I sure would like to reach that Japanese owner who lived in the basement and if I can we can make another episode about I you know, maybe it. get her on uh, audio, which is I, awesome. That's, we'll, we'll Before talk about she that dies. Off, yeah. We'll talk about that offline because yeah, I, yeah. I think we should yeah. figure a way to yeah. do that. All yeah. right. So we will um, wrap us for yeah. today. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Soon. <laughs> <laughs>